The Bloodbot have a weapon that reigns supreme over all carnal contradiction. This supreme weapon sits in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, yet deals in the vessels of the redeemed on the earth below. It rules over the machinations of men and dominates all devilish powers that would seek to separate us from the love of God. This weapon is hope. This holy hope is not wishing. Hope looks forward to that point which the born-again believe will surely come to pass. Our glorious hope that underpins the confidence of the saints is known in the Word of God as the blessed hope, which is the knowledge that we will put off this mortal body and be one with the Father through the Son for all eternity. Titus two twelve through 14 teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Imagine. This blessed hope is so dominant that it swallows the very fear of death itself and one single Holy Ghost gulp. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty one through 57 Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory." O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through Jesus, uh, through our Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing in the universe that can block the power of the blessed hope. Absolutely nothing. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again? The blessed hope begins at born again. Jesus said in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again means exactly what it says. Born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. In just a moment. I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. And if you follow from your heart, you will begin a most magnificent and marvelous journey that ends in eternal life. Today, all your sins and their shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. You will be clean. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, no matter how formidable they appear. Satan's chains will be broken like straw, and you will be free. Today, you will be born again. You will become a child of God, the Creator. Are you ready? Here is the simple prompt I promised. 
click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Isaiah 4, 9 and 10, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God said, Matthew twenty six twenty six through 38, For as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. God said, Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Man said, AI is so cool. I just use my phone to ask chat GPT, and it tells me all the info I need. What do you mean it's wrong over half the time? Wow, nobody told me. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1171 that will once again decimate the camp of unbelief. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and to be used as seed for the sower. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, and they grow by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with faith and hope. Jesus Christ came to this earth to be the ultimate sacrifice for sin and to break Satan's stranglehold over the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Those who believe upon this Christ become born again, born a most literal second time, this time of the Spirit of God. The new Christian's old person is buried with Christ in water baptism and walks out of the world's bondages in newness of life. This same Jesus was with the Father before there was an earth and its universe. Jesus makes this request of the Father in John seventeen five, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. God created all things by Jesus Christ, Hebrews chapter 1, 1 through 3. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Speaking of Jesus Christ, Colossians chapter 1, 15, 18 reads, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence.
It pleases the Father that all of creation revolves around Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. It is certainly true that Jesus Christ is the only name under heaven by which man can be saved. Acts chapter 4, 10 through 12. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you cruci- ye crucified, excuse me, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of ye builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It is certainly true that Jesus Christ is the solution to all of the world's problems, every single one, for this pleases the Father. It is certainly true that Jesus Christ is the soon-coming champion of the world-ending battle of Armageddon, and he will establish his new kingdom that is an everlasting kingdom. It is certainly true that Jesus Christ is the center of the universe and everything, even at the invisible and molecular level, revolves around him, this pleases the Father. It is proof indeed. In God's handiwork, you will find Jesus Christ imprinted on every line from the very beginning and essence of life to eternal life. God said, man said, published a series, Jesus Christ, the Singularity, which highlights one amazing Christ-centricity after another. They clearly establish Jesus Christ as the source and center of all things, the singularity, and all because it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. I need to repeat, in the singularity series, we highlight one amazing Christ-centricity after another that clearly establishes Jesus Christ is the source and center of all things. Now, think about it now. I said all. Three examples follow before we add to this astounding information. God said, man said, Jesus Christ, the singularity, part one. Jesus Christ is the singularity, the allness of all creation. Everything by design must be revolve around him because this pleases the Father. Nuclear physics knows this as QCD or quantum chromodynamics. From the biography on the jacket of Michael Gullen's book, Believing is Seeing, Michael Gullen, Ph.D., is a graduate of UCLA and Cornell University with degrees in physics, math, and astronomy. The former science editor for ABC News, he taught physics at Harvard for eight years and is the host of the History Channel series, Where Did It Come From?, and producer of the award-winning family movie, Little Red Wagon. He hosts the weekly podcast, Science Plus God with Dr. G, sponsored by Caleb and Air One Radio Networks, and is the president of Spectacular Science Productions and speaks to audiences worldwide. Dr. Gullen weighs in regarding nuclear physics and QCD. We scientists believe the universe is pushed and pulled by four different forces. The strongest one, aptly named the strong force, holds together atomic nuclei the way corn syrup holds together popcorn balls. The strong force is at the very core of our physical beings. It's what holds us together. Without it, poof, 
we disintegrate and blow away like dust in the wind. And that's not all. The strong force is a profound mystery. It originates deep within atomic nuclei, out of sight in what we call quarks, the invisible and enigmatic components of protons and neutrons. No one's ever seen a quark. And if QCD is correct, no one ever will. Using the most powerful particle accelerators in the world, we bombarded the heck out of atomic nuclei in hopes of busting loose the quark, but with no such luck, end of quote. Without the strong force, Dr. Gillen writes, without it, poof, we disintegrate and blow away like dust in the wind. Everything, the earth, its universe, the life forms that inhabit it, everything was made out of the invisible by God. He most literally spoke all things into existence with his words of intent, and he spoke through Jesus Christ. It is also the power of these very words, this mysterious, invisible force, that nuclear physics knows as the strong force which holds all things together. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. Let me read it again. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. He upholds all things by the words of his power. Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him were all things created, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. By Jesus Christ, all things consist. The Oxford Dictionary defines consist, to have a settled existence, subsist, hold together, exist, be. It also references, imagine this, Colossians 1.17, just quoted. In the strong force, nuclear physics has discovered the singularity that holds all things together. Thousands of years before science came to that conclusion, the children of God were already there enjoying the bounties of the beautiful book. What science calls the strong force, we correctly call Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, end of quote. God said, man said, Jesus Christ, the singularity, part two. Christ is intimately woven into every detail of the universe. Yet, it, yet yes, it is truly mind-boggling to consider. He is the allness, the singularity, yet the world is fully ignorant of the truth. John chapter 1, verse 10, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Revelation twenty two twelve and 13. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Note the reference to the alphabet. Jesus Christ is Alpha and Omega, the first and last letter of the Greek alphabet, and every letter in between, and every word 
they form. Words are taken very seriously by God. All visible and invisible things were spoken into existence by God's words of intent. Jesus gives this warning to the world in Matthew twelve thirty six through 37. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Sobering thought, don't you think? All of God's vocal critics should consider Jude 1, 14 and 15. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Words produce good or evil. They are prophetic by nature and in many ways predict our futures. Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It is so, so true. Take heed. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet. Keep an ear on the word association of Jesus Christ, the singularity, the allness, as we continue. Revelation 19.13 uh, speaks of Jesus, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The Word of God is not mere printer's ink and paper. It is God, John 1.1, 1, 1. and it is his only begotten Son. The Word of God is living, John chapter 1, verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Every word ever spoken must by necessity revolve around Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega, because this pleases the Father. Each word and its combinations are either pro-Christ or anti-Christ. If it is true, it is pro-Christ. If it is false, it is anti-Christ. Two plus two equals four is pro-Christ. Two plus two equals 3.9 is anti-Christ. Every word Every thought, the compilation of silent words, revolves around Jesus Christ, who is the Word of God and the very origin of language. The first record of pro- or anti-Christ dialogue occurs in Genesis 3, when Satan contradicts the words of God, and our grandmother Eve follows where his evil words lead. In the beginning of this chapter, Adam and Eve were immortal and live in paradise. When they embrace the anti-God rhetoric of the devil, they end up at uh, drive-by shootings, rapes, harmful lust, wars, confusion of face, and death. Jesus Christ is the Alpha and the Omega and every word in between. Every book ever written and its aggregation of words must bow before Jesus Christ, and there are no, are no exceptions because of Colossians 1.19, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. He is the allness the singularity, by, necessi by necessity, every book, every written, must bow before this book because this pleases the Father. It is God's word that carries man into and out of this world and into the next. The words that created all that is visible and invisible in heaven and on earth, which are personified in Christ Jesus, named the word of God, are the wonder of wonders, the singularity, end of quotes.
God Said, Man Said, Jesus Christ, the Singularity, Part 3. The world's history is measured in the name of God's singularity, Jesus Christ. It galls the skeptics that this is the same Christ whom the ignorant refused to acknowledge even existed in the first place. In spite of their railings, all people, skeptic and believer alike, are born in his name. For example, the official birthday of Christ the Nair, born on January 1, 1990, would be called January 1, 1990 A.D. A.D. is the abbreviation that stands for Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of our Lord. Events that occur before Christ's birth are dated B.C. or before Christ. The skeptic is born in his name, will live every moment in his name, and will die in his name, yet deny the Christ of glory all the while. How sad. How disappointing. The following excerpts are from J.H. Tyner's book, The World of Mathematics. A time-measuring system has to have a starting point. The day is measured from midnight. Years are measured from midnight on January 1. Longer periods of time are given as A.D. or B.C. These are reference to the birth of Jesus Christ. Until about the 1500s, people counted years based on the king who ruled at the time. For instance, the Bible in the Gospel of Luke describes the year John the Baptist began preaching as the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Luke 3.1. Counting years by different kings can be confusing. The 15th year of the reign of the king of one country might be entirely different from the reign of the king of another country. The new Gregorian calendar also officially changed how years were numbered. Jesus was called the king of kings. People began measuring the years from the date they thought Jesus had been born. Years after his birth, are designated A.D. The letters are from Anno Domini, meaning in the year of our Lord. Years before his birth are given the letters B.C., which mean before Christ, end of quote. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and every second revolves around him because this pleases the Father. Everything revolves around Jesus Christ, God's allness, his singularity, and that's whether carnal man likes it or not. Man's science seeks the singularity, and hallelujah, we have found him. End of quotes. Jesus Christ is central to all things with which we have to do. He's God's singularity. He is the strong force that holds all things together. He is central to every word, every spoken. He's the Alpha and the Omega. By him all things are measured, even every minute of the day, for he is the B.C. and A.D., the very blood in our veins is fashioned after Christ. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Youngblood, Science Once Again Knocking on Heaven's Door. Approximately 3,500 years ago, Moses penned the following passages concerning blood, truths declared thousands of years before modern science came to its own understanding, truths only our Creator could possibly know. Genesis 9, 4 through 6. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat? And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, at the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God 
made he man. Leviticus seventeen eleven through 14. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood, neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever a man there be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. For it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is in the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. God's word said life is in the blood, and today's biologists confirm this truth. The following excerpts are from the God said, man said feature, a merry heart or a broken spirit. The thoughts of your heart will define you and your future. Proverbs seventeen twenty two: a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. This passage speaks directly of the results of thoughts. God speaks of a merry heart doing good like a medicine and states that a broken spirit drieth the bones. Remember, this passage was authored thousands of years before science began to certify its truth. Obviously, God doesn't need man to certify his truth, but the gainsayers do. The bones in our bodies are key to excellent living, and their role is much more than simply a structure upon which to hang organs and flesh. Inside our bones is found a spongy, moist tissue called bone marrow, where all of our body's blood cells are produced. The blood cells begin life in the moist marrow as stem cells. These stem cells divide and form the various cells that make up our blood and immune system. Out of this moist bone marrow come red blood cells, which carry oxygen and nutrients to the body, and also the white blood cells that fight infections. Without bone marrow, there could be no human life. The amazing bone is strong as steel, but light as aluminum, and inside the cancellous bones of the ribs, vertebrae, sternum, and pelvis is bone marrow, a moist hive of activity. Imagine. Two million red blood cells are being replaced every second, and they're being generated in the body's bone marrow. So then the right blood, red blood cells excuse me, carry oxygen and nutrients to the body, and the white blood cells defend against disease. Both find their beginnings in moist bone marrow. New fields of study have arisen concerning white blood cells and immune system malfunction called psychoneuroimmunology or neuromunomodulation. It is now known that stress, depression, sorrow, listen to me now, grief, anger, and negative thoughts have a direct negative effect on white blood cells and happy, joyful, restful, positive thoughts have a direct positive effect on white and red blood cell production and activity. Remember, red blood cells bring oxygen and nutrients to the body, and white blood cells defend it against disease and sickness. 
Did God get it right 3,000 years ago in Proverbs 17, 22? You'll be amazed at what you hear next. In an article in Psychology Today titled, The Blues Are a Bone Breaker, research conducted by Dr. Ulrich Schweiger of the Max Planck Institute of Psychiatry in Germany was cited. Schweiger measured bone density of 18 depressed, hospitalized men and women and another group of 21 patients who were free of depression. All were over the age of 40. The results were shocking. The research took place over a period of two years. At the end of two years, Schweiger compared the bone density of both groups. The depressed patients lost significantly more bone mass than those who were not depressed. The following is a direct quote from Dr. Schweiger. He says, It provides a vital link in explaining the increased mortality observed particularly in men with major depression. Another piece of research, research reported that 75% of our daily thoughts are negative, which cause a responding negative physical reaction. Remember, a broken spirit drives up the bones, the manufacturing plant, the red and white blood cells, end of quote. The title of the five-page feature in the July-August 2023 issue of Discover Magazine reads, Young Blood, the subhead blares. Are you ready for a super-age-reducing supplement, a revolutionary, clinically proven, all-natural remedy guaranteed to make you look 20 years younger and 30 pounds lighter or your money back? Compelling, right? Several paragraphs from the feature follow. We've all seen some variation of this message, another hard sell for a product that promises the benefits of youth or exercise or something else in a pill. But what if legitimate researchers were actually developing drugs that could one day do what those sketchy late-night infomercials and YouTube videos have been claiming for years? That is exactly what scientists at leading universities across the U.S. are doing by searching for factors circulating in our own blood that appear to confer the health benefits of youth and exercise, end of quote. Oh, yes, God got it right, all right. Life of the flesh is in the blood, end of quote. Jesus Christ is God's singularity because this pleases the Father. Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. It is impossible to escape this amazing reality. The blood-bought are accused of being simple-minded because we believe that Jesus Christ is the cure to all the world's ills. And of course, that is true. Saints, there is no need to apologize for the truth. Two things to keep in mind as we come to today's conclusion. One, God sees the end from the beginning and creates accordingly so that Jesus Christ, his singularity, filleth all things. Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Number two, Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. Revelations thirteen eighteen declares of him, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin was established before any of the earth's life forms were created 
before human blood was created. As the blood that flows in our veins is the life of the flesh, blood redemption is the life of the soul. Human blood is a shadow of and testifies of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanseth us from all sins and makes the redeemed one with the Father, the source of all life. It is the blood of Christ that gives us life and life more abundantly here on earth and even eternal life after this mortal life ends. Jesus the Lord is God's singularity. All things revolve around him literally because this pleases the Father and the blood is just one more astounding example. The Christ signature was imprinted upon the blood in our veins before human blood was created. Why? Because this pleases the Father. God said, Isaiah 4, 9 and 10, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. God said, Matthew twenty six twenty six through 28. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. God said, Colossians 1, verse 19, For it pleased the Father, that in him should all fullness dwell. Man said, AI is so cool. I just use my phone to ask chat GPT, and it tells me all the info I need. What do you mean? It's wrong over half the time. Ha, nobody told me. Now you have the record.